Welcome to Sky Pirate Radio, everybody. Episode 32 um, of the show. Uh, and in a podcast first, we've had to up the ante a bit because, um, uh, you know, uh, viewer numbers have been low. So, in a podcast first, me and my co host Kevin are currently recording this podcast from two adjacent racing uh, Formula One cars. Uh, we're speeding along the highway. So, if you do hear any turbulence or any kind of interruptions, uh, it's because we're racing in our Formula One cars. How are you holding up in yours, Kevin? Uh, the G-forces, are they're getting to me around those yeah, turns, the corners. Yeah, I've noticed that I've, got, I've started feeling a sensation in my cheeks that won't go away, and I think it does have a lot to do with those G-forces you're talking about, Kevin. I've never raced in a car before, no. so this has all been new. This is all very um, new, but this is... We are going at 100 miles an hour. At least 100 miles an hour, That's I'd the say. minimum. Think, things are coming up. Oh my god, there's a turn coming up. Get ready, Kevin. Oh, ah. oh god, we made it. Holy <laughs> shit. I sure hope this racetrack doesn't include a jump that goes over 30 buses. Um... I've got bad news for you, Kevin. I think that I think that's the name of the race. Oh the, no! The race was all about it leads up to that moment. The big, the the big jump is coming up in about fifty minutes. <laughs> about fifty minutes, they said. So we'll see about that. Okay. Um, uh, one other thing I wanted to mention while we're driving along is that uh, you know, we've we've we we ran out of time for Sid last time. I bet you're everyone. The question on all your lips is where's Sid? And uh, he's gonna be here uh, once we finish up with our race. We're going to get right out of our cars and and go, attend to our interview with Sid at the tail end of the show. So yes. look forward look he, forward he's to patiently that. patiently sitting there at the at the finish line and we've given him some uh, some building blocks to play with. So he's got some kind of some square ones and some long ones uh, and some that have like an arch in them for doors and so he can he can just enjoy that. That's right. We we showed him the box and we tipped all the blocks out and we said, "Take a look at this, Sid." Civilization, and then we just left him there. There you go, mate. Um. <laughs> Tusked his hair. <laughs> Good old Sid. Um, oh man, this is my heart's beating fast from all this racing. I'm sorry if I if I it's, have any trouble humping. during this. Yes. Um. So, in, in, where have we been at lately? Sky Pirate Studios. Uh, how how have things been going on the video game development front, Kevin? We're making a cowboy game. That's it's the true. big news that's on everyone's lips. Um, <laughs> I quit my day job, and I'm going to try to make some patches, and then um, we're also making this game. Uh, we want to do... We want to do, like, a Kickstarter early next year. Um, so we're getting ready for that, getting kind of our core stuff in, getting in some enemies, yeah. and having the levels generate so you can uh, so you can have that that loop mm-hmm. that we love uh, and recently I've been working on some boss stuff we're going to do the, the entire Mexican army for the first boss so I've been working on some that is uh, an exciting Mexican first boss. army dudes yes. I, I, I read and I learned uh, I r- about the battle of the Alamo <laughs> that was interesting wow it was kind of it was like it was kind of their fault they could like they had a chance to leave the Alamo, and they decided to stay and die for America. So I don't really feel that bad for them. Well, 
I'm glad you did your research. Joey has been a been a wealth of knowledge on on all all things cowboys. I've noticed he's he's, he's very knowledgeable. About yeah, he's stuff. into the he's into the uh, the the knowledge of the weapons and stuff for all the different times. The Great Western Frontier included. Um, there was a funny thing about the Battle of the Alamo. They wanted to, so they had about a hundred guys in the Alamo, <laughs> and about. There ended up being a few thousand Mexican soldiers. Okay. <laughs> and so they, there was a group that was going to head back to uh, reinforce them of about 320 uh, soldiers. <laughs> they had to go 140 kilometers to get to the Alamo, and they turned back after like one kilometer. And all the soldiers blamed the, the generals, and the generals blamed all the soldiers, <laughs> and they just didn't go. What a what a what a mess of a situation. I think pretty fair. Like if you if you know that there's that you're you're a group of three hundred going to reinforce a group of one hundred against the force of a few thousand, I'd probably turn around too. Yeah, the the odds are stacked against you in 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 that case. I feel. And that and that's why we got to remember, <laughs> remember that <laughs> that. If you're ever outnumbered, just just blitz it, man. Get out of there. Get out of there. Boost it. Yeah, so working on that as long as I'm working on some credit. No, not some credit cards. Trading cards. I'm doing trading cards for some... Making some credit cards, some <laughs> false credit cards that are fake. Uh, making trading cards for the patches. And these are also characters from uh, hopefully an upcoming game that we'll make one day. So, um... So, yeah, it'll all get folded in together. Um, you could probably, yeah, you could you could uh, follow Kevin at, at Kevin's Kevin Scott, I believe, if you want to see some sneak peeks at some stuff that he's working on. I'm gonna get better at at drawing and and making merch stuff, and then one day we'll, I'll be able to do it for our, our good boy cowboy game and other games. That's one day the, you'll be able to do idea. it for your good boy Markiplier. Merch. <laughs> Different that's t-shirts. The dream. That's the dream. <laughs> Influencer merch. Um, outside of work stuff, Kevin, what what have you been up to? How have things been going? I so because I don't have my day job, and neither does my girlfriend who I live with. It's. It's it's been weird because there's nowhere for you to go. There's not really any reason for you to know what the day is. <laughs> Like, the sleeping habits have been getting pretty bad. Like, we're going to bed at, like, 2 a.m. and getting up at, like, 12. So, it's it's a yeah. bit of a mess. I need to kind of... I need to try and get back on track, I reckon. Rain it in a bit. Yeah. So, it's all just been a blur for you lately? Yeah, basically. It's kind of... It's a little worrying. All the days just kind of blurring into one and, and, and kind of just... Just, uh... Going in one... One, there's like the days are uh, the days are rolling off me like water off a duck's back. That's how it feels. Yeah, that's that's a good way to to put it when you're in a when you're in a situation where uh, you're spending a lot of time at home. And it's like the thing I, I'm I'm waiting to find out if I'm get my like application approved to do the small business course and stuff. So, like I could think about that a whole lot and uh 
stress out about it, but mm. I've just kind of, I've just been not thinking about it, and uh, hopefully it gets sorted out. <laughs> yeah. You've got to play the waiting game with that kind of stuff, especially when it comes to, uh, if, if that's, you're dealing with like Centrelink and that kind of thing, they yeah, always uh, yeah. take their sweet, sweet time. Yeah, definitely. But at least you've had plenty of video games to tide you over, Kevin. Ooh, yes, I know I of have. one. I know of one at least that you've been playing. You sneaky little bastard. <laughs> yeah, Mario what? Kart Tour. Oh, I have been. Did do you have you played any Mario Kart Tour? I have. I have you added as a friend. Yes. And, and uh, I don't know if you're as petty as me, Kevin, but I think it's disgraceful that you're number one in my friends ranking and I'm number two in my <laughs> friends ranking because of you. <laughs> so how do you, what is that just your total total points across all of the things? No, it's uh, it has to do with that one cup that's uh, like a tournament ranking uh, okay. where uh, it goes for like five days or whatever and you have to get the highest points possible. And uh, currently uh, you've got the highest points possible it seems like because it's more than mine and I'm still upset. <laughs> so so I don't I don't know how we're gonna negotiate this kind of thing, Kevin. It's it's not a bad the game itself is is pretty solid. I yeah, found let's that give in, it, in let's terms give of a brief overview, it's yeah. it's Mario Kart, but it's on your phone. It's Mario Kart on the phone. You can touch to drift, and you go around uh, playing against bots that you you led to believe are humans, and 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 uh, you race, and and you spend a lot of money if you if you so choose. Hmm. Um, yeah, I think I think my big problem with the game itself is that uh, you know the, the foundation is really good. The touch controls feel really intuitive, and it's probably the best like car racing, like kart racing arcade game I played on a phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think just all of the microtransaction stuff really sucks and fucks the whole thing. It, it's it's really a it's so noisy and in your face at all times, and it's it's incentivized to do well in a lot of the races. Like, okay, I need to have better bigger better cars that can get me bigger and better points i don't really have a, a problem with the points in general though i think getting combos into races adds a as a layer of uh yeah you, know, you have to use your items sequentially and, and smartly to hit the hit enemy players yeah it's kind of like on one on one level it is it's just mario kart in a yeah. normal way and then but then also it's like your goal is not to your goal is not to come first. Your goal is to get the most points. So, like, you 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 get a lot of points for coming first, but you also get points for like picking up coins and stuff. So, like, you want to come first, but you also want to get like as good of a combo as you can. Hmm. Which is kind of interesting. Oh, but like all of it only feeds into itself, right? You're only ever gonna get more get like more coins so you can buy more cars so you can play more race yeah and it's kind of like like i'm in one of those cups at the moment and these guys is like i'm like fourth or something they've got these huge scores and so like i've got the top tier guys for some of them but then at that point like you're playing Mario Kart, but it is—it's like a—it's like a slot machine because you're you're replaying the same race over and over again, 
for the, you know, your 2% chance or whatever that you're going to get, like, a coin frenzy, which will give you enough points for yeah for you to get the big score. Well, Kevin, if you want to increase your odds of getting the coin frenzy, then you got to level up your racer and uh, and get some level up tokens, which you can you can get for an easy $30. Uh, it's <laughs> Just a pretty a good simple, deal. A simple $30. Uh, also, if you want to play as Super Mario, uh, you, you'll need to also pay f- the, this thirty dollars. <laughs> I haven't unlocked him yet, so maybe maybe I can yeah. I can get him through the slot machine. But I got him. I got him yesterday. I've only but got the all... Chrome version. <laughs> of Mario. <laughs> it's weird. That's... It is a weird one. And then the like the way that the cups like open over a series of days. It's kind of a, so. There's yeah. You've only got your if it's only two laps. The, the levels, I don't know how many there are, like, I don't know, six or something. And then they keep on remixing them in terms of, like, now you're doing it backwards. Now we've put a bunch of extra jumps and stuff in it. Yeah, that's what I was going to mention. I do like the, the small uh, variations on each of the tracks. It, it, lets, it lends itself to, you know, playing the game and only having a few different levels, but them being changed uh, through just the different jumps and, and playing in mirror or whatever. I think it's fine. Yeah, it's interesting. There's a lot of there's a lot of 3DS tracks and a lot of and like a couple of GameCube ones. And I don't know if it's maybe those are just maybe those. I feel like they're picking shorter tracks because they want to. They know that for a phone game, your play session has to be shorter because it yeah. can get interrupted. So that you've only got the two laps, and you're probably I think they're picking shorter. Uh, shorter tracks, and then I guess the I guess 3DS and GameCube ones because like they're not too like detailed or something. Like you wouldn't want to take one of those, like a Mario Kart 8 one and try and d. But they probably have to build them all from scratch anyway. It's it's just yeah it's a because weird all, the, all the levels sort of they've got they've got kind of a tunnel verticalness to them because of the foam portrait screen. Hmm. So so everything seems designed uh, fairly differently. It's all a lot narrower. To, to match the phone screen's dimensions, I guess. And visually, there's some choices that are, like, <laughs> that are weird as well. Like, all the characters and stuff look normal, but a lot of, like, the the rocks and stuff, they look... They look like they're from Goddess. <laughs> oh. Like, it, like yeah. there's... And, like, the r- extremely realistic cloud skybox. It, like, it's like they've... It seems like they've made some choices... Uh, artistically, in terms of what they think, like phone people are going to want. Oh, it's weird. I, di- I didn't notice this. I-, I thought it looked fine, but now I've got to look out for some goddess rocks. Maybe it was a, a Peter Molyneux contribution. Yes, yeah, so the rocks the in the clouds. Like I don't know what the I don't know what like uh, the clouds normally look like in Mario Kart, but I'm pretty sure they're not that realistic. Maybe this time he's come to the real world. That's what the tour is all about. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the that part is kind of interesting. Like the 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 New York, um, yeah, track that is new is pretty cool. It's also it's pretty different compared to uh, what is normally. Like it doesn't look like a normal Mario Kart level, because it's got that like got that uh like gran turismo it's on real streets vibe a little bit i guess right I-, I thought they were just kind of going for like a new donk kind of thing 
but but it does have a bit more of a of a realistic PS2 look, I guess. Yeah, well, it's like it's it's like in a it's in a studio. There's no, I can't think of another one, another Mario Kart track where it's yeah, it's in a city and they've like blocked off streets and stuff like there's Toad, um, Toad's, Toad's Turnpike, mate. Yeah, but that's doesn't. I don't feel like that has the same kind of um the same kind of like faking being real anyway yeah it's mario kart and i love mario kart yeah it's it's mario kart but it's it's exploitative and kind of a bummer but okay yeah which is a shame because the the yeah the moment the moment's fun i I like in especially in that um new york level there's one variation that has a little sequence where you're kind of on these uh uh platforms up above and doing little jumps from each platform and and drifting around on on top of the city and i think like uh, just above the city and i think it's really fun it's exciting whenever you win even though you you don't get all the stars because you didn't you didn't have the good car disappointing um have you been playing anything that hasn't been extorting you kevin (laughs) or is it yes i've played i've played a king's tale final fantasy 15 oh that's the that's the like beat em up that yeah, was I like remember a pre-order that. bonus or something. So I was scrolling through the free games on uh, the PlayStation Store the other day, and it was just in there. And I was like, "Oh, well, I didn't think I was gonna get a chance to play this, but now I have." Oh, good, good for you, Kevin. I've actually got a, a little tiny, funny story about that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I got the pre-order stupid edition for Final Fantasy XV because I was a stupid young man. And I, I, it came with that game initially, and it, the plans weren't for that it was going to be re-released or whatever. Um, and, and I got the game on, on the day it came out, and I took it home, and I opened it up, and I was like, oh, it doesn't have the it doesn't have that game, the beat-em-up game code. They left it out, so I had to call the store, and they were like, oh, yeah, you can just pick it up um, whenever. Um, but at the time, I was a really stupid big nerd, and I was like, nope. Went back on the bus, got went back to the store for like 45 <laughs> minutes. It was like, yeah, it's me again. <laughs> I was less like there an hour ago. <laughs> Picking up this game, and then I took it home, installed it, and played it for a little bit. And I, and I thought it was just okay. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think I ever beat it. But uh, it's, it's, it's a fun, fine little uh, like promotional... It feels promotional in nature, but like beat-em-up mm. kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, I played it I played it this morning. It only goes for about an hour. Um, oh really? Yeah. Oh, it's pretty fun. Like it's kind of it's unpolished, but it's got some it's got some fun ideas in it. You have your sword and your heavy attacks and your your like shield stuff. It's kind of it's kind of like the Batman combat stuff in that way, where you have your kind of you got stuns and and attacks and you've got different uh like different enemies require you to do different like three button combos to stun them or to to do to do different things um and you use your combo if you've got like a eight combo you can summon a dude in to help you and then if you get an even bigger combo then you can uh you can activate your big sword and if you've activated all your other friends they also come back again to have another go uh, so that that was kind of interesting. Mm. Um, yeah, there really there really isn't that much to it. 
Well, I, well, you've played through Final Fantasy XV, Kevin, so I was wondering if the, the story of that game made you uh, really invested in the, in the backstory that's being uh, unveiled here in A King's Tale with... Uh, What's his? What's the king's name? Some something I've got stupid. No idea. Lucius Calum, something like that. It's some <laughs> weird, weird name. Uh, I don't remember the story of any of those games. They go on a road them. trip, I reckon, and then he goes blind. What? Oh, look, you spoiled it. <laughs> One of the things that have in it is, and like this is interesting because it is. Like, for Stocks and Swords, which is going to be a game that we hopefully make one day, I was kind of interested in having, like, a... You can have a spell, and it has, like, three different levels, and you can hold it down to charge it up. And this game kind of has the same thing, except you also need mana as well, which is kind of annoying, because it'll, like... You'll start charging, and then the bar starts filling up, uh, and it's it covers up how much mana you've got, so you'll be charging something up, and you'll be, I, like, I've got no idea if I actually have the mana to cast this or not. Oh, weird. Yeah. Um, but another thing that is tricky about that is there's not there's not really great, uh, like, charging up feedback for your dude. So you have to look at the bar to know how much you've charged up. But you also have to look at the game to see if there's any monsters close to you to know when how much time you've got left. So if mm-hmm. I do something like that, you're going to have to... You need to have... You need to make it clear by, like, looking at your character how much, what kind of charge you've got and how your time is going because um, otherwise you can't make decisions about the game. You're just looking at a bar. Yeah, that, that, that's rough for sure. Indicating it through an, a little animation or, or something like that. Is yeah, you can have ideal. icons and numbers and stuff. Yeah, I don't, I'll, yeah, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Don't worry about me. I'll, I'm, I'm not worried about you, Kevin. You're a master <laughs> of the craft. You know everything. I am, yeah, I'm getting back into it. I kind of, yeah, I didn't, I was not working on games for a while, but I think I'm, I think I'm back in it now. I'm ready to, I'm ready to animate some uh, Mexican soldiers shooting and uh, shooting a cannon. Yes. Get, getting back in the habit, mm, yes. so to speak. Is that uh, most of what you've been playing lately? Yes. Cool. Um, I've just been playing it like a couple little little itty bitty phone phone things mainly. Oh, and one thing on my Switch, uh, Blast Rush, which is a, a phone game, got re-released differently on iOS and Android. It came out a couple of years ago. Um, it's a it's kind of a shoot 'em up where when you when you're moving your ship and holding down the holding down your finger on the phone screen, it uh, shoots bombs and uh, infinitely. There's no limit of bombs, and you're all just shooting them. Going nuts, big and uh, and uh, it's one of the few shoot 'em ups I can really stand on the on the phone. Uh, it just got re-released and with no ads as a premium uh, purchase, which I think is a cool thing in today, especially with Apple Arcade and that around. Weirdly, uh, on the release of the game, you could support it um, like a with like a little uh, premium price tag uh, that you mm-hmm. could put on it, but it wouldn't get rid of ads even if uh when you died and, and wanted to continue which was That's pretty bummer. weird yeah for sure so it's just been re-released without any ads at all which is probably the the uh, the way they should have gone in the first place but it always takes a little bit of experimentation when you're when you're releasing a game on on phones especially as your first rodeo not really uh, sure how that stuff's gonna go if you google search blast rush you get um you get results for 
bike blasts <laughs> bike blast rush which is apparently a uh, it looks like a subway surface <laughs> clone hell yes well it's it's the sequel but you're on a bike instead of in a spaceship this time <laughs> um maybe that's not out. i think it only just got re-released I, I i'm not sure if it's listed on the google play store yet but I've just been playing the old version of Blast Rush because I heard about the, the re-release. Yeah. And it's fun. It's got really good music. It looks good. Uh, it's really intense. I love it. Um, other than that, I bought uh, Crossnick on the Switch, which is a, a little a little uh, polished uh, steel aluminium uh, year 2000 looking puzzle game. Uh, sort of going for that Y2K uh, futuristic Luminez wipeout kind of aesthetic, a lot of solid colors and and uh, techno music and and, and it, it looks all it, they nail it really well. It all looks and sounds fantastic. I think the best way I can describe the game would be like a Yoshi's Cookie kind of thing, where you're scrolling uh, the axis of the board along, but instead of making a row, you're making a, a whole cross from like the top of the from the very edges of each side of the the screen. You have to make a big cross um, that intersect on the X and Y axis. And uh, there's usually three or four solid colors that you're, you're rotating around and, and scrolling through to, to make all these. Um, and it's pretty good. My initial fear with it was that there was going to be a big emphasis on its style over its actual gameplay stuff. But now, now I'm playing it last night for a few hours. I, I'm a bit worried it might be too much for me. When I went into the... Uh, advanced tutorials it was all like oh you can you can select multiple blocks at the same time and move all these grids at once and i'm and i'm like why why would i want to do that? i don't understand how i'm meant to use that with my brain and then the tutorial was like well okay now now you got to make a cross in five seconds and i'm like what i, I don't know you haven't uh, uh, there's nothing here yet <laughs> I, I can't i can't make a cross i can't just build a foundation on nothing man i don't know what you're asking me so I try to build a cross. It takes me like f 45 seconds to, to finagle with all these little solid blocks. And then the little tutorial character says, Oh, you almost got it. Try again. <laughs> and, then it, and then it kicks me back there. And I'm, I'm, I, don't, I don't know what to do. I'm stuck at the, the advanced tutorial. And I'm not sure how to progress further. But I think it might just be one of those things, uh, Kevin, where my brain might not be big enough for, uh, for old Crossnick. But, uh, yeah. but I'm happy making little crosses here and there. I think I, I regularly, with, with some puzzle games, I end up reaching a threshold where I'm like, uh, I, I sort of hit a skill, my own skill ceiling, uh, which is a, might be a bit lower than, than what a lot of puzzle games require. Or, or it just requires a lot more practice. I don't know. Puzzle games are hard. Yeah, I guess it feels like with some of this stuff, some people are like, there's people who are like, this one puzzle game is their thing. Yeah. And they, uh... That's just their life. They play that game. That makes me feel bad, Kevin. I can't I can't just spend all my time playing Tetrisphere. <laughs> that's not the only game out there. I've got other things to do and see. But I am, for, for what it's worth, I'm enjoying uh, Crossnick just as like a little 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 puzzle game I can jump into and, and, and make shapes and, and not necessarily improve that too much. I kind of die in the same area every time or game over in the same area, but that's okay. I'm just I'm just content with myself. I've become Zen with the world, Kevin. I don't care <laughs> if I'm bad and I don't care if I'm good. 
Um, but that's that's really all I've been I've been playing. This oh wow, it really just came out. Yeah, it was. Uh, well, I just noticed it listed on the on the Switch yesterday, but I've been waiting for it to come out for a for a hot minute. I remember the the Kickstarter uh, being being uh, done, and I've been excited since then. So I'm glad it's I'm glad it's a goodie. Yeah, I've been following the guy on Twitter. He's does he's done a few really good dives into two thousands like weird two thousands aesthetic stuff. Yeah, that that guy also runs the uh, I think it's like the Y two K Institute Twitter, which has a lot of good artifacts uh, and from aesthetic artifacts from that period, which I I just find fascinating. I love that stuff. <sighs> yeah, that stuff is interesting, for sure. So check out Crossnick. I think it's called Crossnick Plus on the Switch. Actually, it might be yeah. a super version. So there you go. Video games, take them, take them or leave them. We love them. Um, we love them. We got your video games right here. Um, and we've got one more video game, a special one that we'd like to give a spotlight to and a round of applause uh, as it's our uh, game club game of the week. Um, crows, 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 the club dot zone. Game club club of the week. Game club club of the week. Jingle for the for the for the game club. Yeah, we do now, and and that was it. And I'm I'm gonna put all sorts of different affectations on what uh, you just said, Kevin. Uh, it's gonna okay. sound, it's, it's gonna sound right. fantastic. I accept it. I accept my destiny. The club dot zone, uh, as we found out, uh, is is kind of like a little sort of chat room club game space uh, where you dance. You can dance around as weird little avatars uh, in in a, in. A very late '90s 3D uh, environment club uh, with user-sourced music and and visual assets and all that kind of thing. It's a it's a very it's it's a head scratcher, Kevin. I tell you what, what did you think of it? Yeah, well, I thought from from what I saw, um, from like uh, like I first heard about it through someone just tweeting about it and attaching some screenshots to it, and what it seemed like it was going to be was like a like a constructed space that someone has made on purpose to look like a like a weird second life place or something so it was like going to have the aesthetic of being like made looking weird and 90s and ma- being made out of all those pieces of stuff uh and have you know have some sort of adventure and thing in it but it turns out that that's all real. All that all that art and stuff is sourced from all these different people. That's why it looks so weird. And all the and the space itself is uh not uh, is on first inspection there's not a, it's not a very big space and there's not too much going on. Yeah, that's well, yeah. <laughs> when I when I first jumped in, I had a I had a bit of a Lynchian sort of nightmare experience. I kind of I kind of just went in blind very late at night. It was probably like three a.m. and uh, I I jumped in. There was no one around except for a man made of eyeballs who told told me to follow him, and I and I followed him into the bathroom and and uh, we went into a tunnel and he and I believe this happened to you, Kevin. He changed me. He changed me into someone else that I wasn't before. I think before I was an astronaut, and then, and then I became a Lucha Libre mask with wings on it at that point. And then, and then once we changed, it was all good. We, we had a lot of fun in the club. Uh, we did a limbo. Uh, you can drink drinks. 
and that's about it. <laughs> so that's, it's kind of a shame that there's a, there's a sort of a limited amount of um, uh, interactivity in, inside the actual club itself. I'd like a few more little games you could play with people and stuff like that. Yeah, there's just kind of like you can jump around on top of the speakers around the, on the roof, and you can uh, can there's like a tunnel to outside, and you can jump around out there. But there's no real yeah, uh, there's no real goals or anything. You're supposed to talk to the people, I guess, and uh, and listen to all the stuff. And then the one thing, yeah, you can do is change your avatar using that crazy tunnel. Yeah. Um. I I had this wonderful moment when I first uh fell through that tunnel and changed into something else and went out into the club again. For some reason, I fought, like, the, the song was different at the time, and I didn't know that there would be a new song every minute. So when I went back to the club, I was like, is this a different club? Are there different people <laughs> here? Are there multiple, like, universes of, of clubs that are, like, different servers that are all scattered around everywhere? I, I think it's it's just one club. But but I I wish it was that that case. If there was, like, a billion different clubs with little tiny differences, I would I would like that. <laughs> a no man's sky of clubs no man's club <clears throat> but yes uh it, it's it's interesting me and kevin jumped into it again uh right before we started recording sort of sort of looking to explore its secrets we met up together we met up online and then and looked around um and we figured out that if uh your club level goes up one every minute you have a, a level that goes up and there's a 18 or over door in the club and if you if your level is 18 or over you can enter through that door um so, so where uh, did you where did you find out that that was how you got through the door so eyeball man who turned into something else uh, uh-huh. with me uh he said follow me and led me to that door and then he was like oh bummer or something like that and then he said this club has a secret i was like <laughs> okay cool um and and, and i think I, I, I think I just looked it up to be honest. I, I just went. Okay. I didn't. I didn't see what was beyond the door. I just went the the club dot zone uh, door because there must have been a way to open it. And I was just figuring, okay, this has to do with like a big arg. I have to, you know, use my phone and and somewhere to be able to go beyond this door yeah. <laughs> or something. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's it's easy enough. But what's beyond there is is pretty funny. Uh, if you wanted to. To talk about so yeah, it. we went we went through it like so. There's a bunch of different posters and stuff in the club that have different stuff on them. One of them is this big one that has uh, uh this big tower on it, and it says the Champions Tower or something. I I still haven't seen that. You've only described it. To it's me. right. It's kind of it's to the right of the kind of big stage, um, and so you go through into the 18 plus area, and oh. it's just kind of more club, but they have red lights. And then you kind of go around the corner, and it opens up, and it's it's the Champions Tower. It's this kind of big black uh, obelisk tower against a, like a blood red background, and it's just in an insane first person jumping puzzle, just stretching out in front of you. It's pretty much the worst thing you could imagine. And then when you die, you have to wait 18 minutes before you, you, you're high enough level to try again. And don't worry, you're going to die because uh, on my first try, I found out that th- there's moving clouds and you have to actually move with them as they're moving. You, you just kind of slide around on the clouds, which is a real uh, real shithead move from crows, <laughs> crows, crows on this one, I have to say. 
It's a classic. Um, it's a. It's a very classic maneuver, and it's, it's definitely a, deliberate. Yeah, it's a. It's it takes a my, in my experience of making games. Uh, it is a lot. It's a lot easier to make a moving platform where you just slide around on top of it than one that you actually move with it. Oh, really? So I imagine it's a case of that. Um, while we've been talking just now, uh, I tried. I was level forty, and I tried it just again, and I fell through a cloud. So I'm I'm back at the start again, Kevin. Yeah, they can't jump on the grey clouds. <laughs> I wasn't sure what I was meant to do. It didn't look like I could make it to the next cloud. Yeah, there's some. I don't know. I don't know. We don't know what the secret is at the at the end I'm of that. Upset. Maybe it's nothing. Maybe we'll find out one day. Maybe it's e- maybe it's everything. I'm probably gonna keep trying all day now. So yeah, I do want to know what's at the top of that tower. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm glad I brought my laptop in this car with me. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to play the game while I'm driving. Yeah, I know. I know, right? Uh, hope this race is over soon. I'm getting really <laughs> tired, buddy. I'm getting testy. I'm getting tired of it. Oh, another thing that I played was, uh, what's it called? It's called, I think it's called Other Her Loving Embrace, I think is what this game is called. I think it's trying to be like Mother? So yeah. it's trying to use that, but just take them off. Anyway, it's kind of, uh, I guess it's like, I've been following it on Twitter for a while because it looked interesting. And the kind of core of it is that you have these, uh... You have these kind of normal RPG battles where it's kind of, it's like it's kind of like Undertale where you've got when enemies are attacking you you're kind of dodging around uh, except in this one instead of just kind of moving around as the heart you're you're a little platforming guy so you've got gravity on uh, oh. and then also when you're attacking an enemy you are attacking them with like you've got you've got like combos and stuff and you can hold different directions to like launch them into an uppercut and then jump up and and hit them a bunch more with your axe and stuff this looks pretty yeah it looks it looks really nice um i think mostly because i like all the all those overworld tiles are i think uh just like free open open game art things so i think it's kind of been lucky in in some of the stuff that he's managed to fit in that have got uh that are the right kind of aesthetic yeah yeah it all it all looks right to me um and yeah there's kind of you've got different kind of attacks and skills and stuff as well but with that have you know like meters and stuff so there's there's kind of an interactivity to it um and there's like puzzle you've got like puzzle things as well you can shoot like a bubble and things will go inside the bubble and then you can hit hit that and it'll move them around so you use that to do like hitting orbs onto switches and stuff and then there's another one where you can teleport and there's certain stuff that you can like swap spaces with when you teleport so that's just kind of it's also Mm. just kind of got the classic uh zelda puzzly stuff in it some of it got pretty tricky i haven't finished the demo um, I imagine I'm pretty close to the end. I played a played an hour or so. Oh. Um, and I th- well, I think that that I think that that uh, the uh, the combat is is really fun. There's not kind of enough variety to it. 
to keep it being interesting. And it's kind of the same with the the kind of Zelda puzzle stuff. Is like they're they're good and they're executed well, but they're a little bit maybe a little bit too hard for me to keep int being interested in them. Like I don't want to mm. sit like that. That's those are the kind of things where it's like I have to get these three orbs on these three places, and until I figure it out, nothing else is going to happen. There's not going to be any breaks from it. There's like, there's yeah. not, nothing different is going to happen. I just have to keep restarting it and trying it until, uh, until Beating I get it your head to on work. that wall. And it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm not that, especially because that part is not really anything new. It's done, it's done well, but, uh, you know, that's not, that's not the part You've of it that it I was before. interested in. Yeah. I wanted yeah. to see more, more fun and interesting, uh, enemy, enemy action stuff yeah fresh mechanical action yeah fresh new stuff and it's got it's got a it's got pretty good game feel and stuff as well as fun like transitions and all your menus and stuff move around so that's that's a good uh kind of reference for me that's the kind of stuff that i'm in charge on for uh for, for our games yeah um so the Kickstarter is live at the moment for Other Her Loving Embrace, is that right? Uh, yeah, it is. But and the even though the Kickstarter people don't like the union, the no. Kickstarter union says don't boycott Kickstarter. So I guess yeah, don't, don't boycott Kickstarter if that's what yeah, they want. Don't don't make it fall on the developers that are just using it to try and fund their game on the Kickstarter. Especially if, you know, a lot of these projects went through before a lot of this information went out. And you got to do what you got to do, guys. Yeah, so if you like yeah, Other, check it out. Other Her Loving Embrace. I like just saying it in one big go without the colon. <laughs> that's my, that's my uh, new hobby uh, that I do. I wanted to say, before we moved on from the club, there's one more thing I wanted to say about it. Yeah. And and that is that I have, I have a really uh, personal... Uh, affection for the even even outside of all the weird shit that's going on with the the platforming I, I i like the the cozy little club space with all the weird uh different posters you see and stuff it reminds me a lot of the, the rave culture from that 90s and early 2000s era i used to um uh stay at a, a friend's uh, a family friend's house named donna who had a boyfriend that lived there named attila who was a rave dj uh, his name was DJ Attila the Hun, and he he would uh, he was the coolest person I've ever met at that point. He played EverQuest and he <laughs> listened to DJ music, and then and their house, the walls were just plastered with different uh, rave posters that that he was a part of. You'd always see DJ Attila the Hun on on all the posters. There'd be posters of Sonic the Hedgehog with with red weed eyes and. And, and the Ninja Turtles, uh, black and white, spinning DJ discs and drinking a purple drink. Just, uh, just like a lot of like artifacts. And, I, and I, that's kind of what I really like about this collaborative aspect of the club is that you're sort of getting a lot of weird shit without, uh, especially without context. And uh, you, you get that feeling from it. It's got that, that homely aesthetic. I also used to use the internet at their place and I definitely used it for like a... Habo Hotel and the like. <laughs> Definitely has the, the same vibe of something like this. Do you have any pictures of uh, the K 
characters from Sesame Street, but with uh, angry eyebrows put on them in Microsoft Paint. They didn't have angry eyebrows. I at my my dad used to work at HP, uh, like customer service in Australia, and I went to his work a couple of times, and someone. Uh, someone in one of their cubicles had uh, the Sesame Street with the angry eyebrows, and that really, that really changed me as a seven-year-old. I was like, what "Oh is this? yes, I remember! I remember you telling me about that. That picture's hilarious." We're definitely bringing that into the thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> it's time. It's time for me to create, to create it myself. So yes, that's 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 my personal personal affection for the club there, based on my own backstory with with club environments. Um, so that's the club, everybody. That's the game of the week. I hope you all enjoyed playing it. If you if you played along with us, hope you all did the limbo and 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 drank the, drank the alcohol and had Hands fun. And stuff, yeah. So Ke- Kevin, tell me what what is next for us? What's coming up? What's next in our for horizon? us? That's a good yeah. Uh, it's a good question. I, I think I remember if you don't. I don't. So you. T- oh, it's the next game it, club. That's what it is. That's right. <laughs> it's uh, a a game you've been wanting to play for a while. It's the spooky horror first person game, I believe. If you wanted to to check that one out. Yes, I've got a. I've been kind of making a collection of uh weird kind of experimental stuff that I wanted to do on the podcast. Yeah, uh, and I think I don't know if we ever ended up doing it, but this was this was uh, one of the things we wanted to do. I don't know if we said we were going to do it, but it's it's been on the list for the podcast for for a long time. Anyway, the next game for the next game of the club 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 game is uh, Paratopic. Paratopic. It's a uh, it's a uh, neat looking. It's got a, a similar uh, cr- uh, crunchy, crispy, uh, old 3D style to the, the club dot zone, but it's very serious this time. Very, very Twin Peaksy, I guess, um, and horror inspired. Um, not that the club isn't. Um, I think you can buy that on Itchio and maybe Steam as well. Just look up Paratopic. There's not many things called that, and we'll have it linked in the show notes as well. I think it's a it's a crisp, uh, fresh five dollars or something like that, maybe a few bucks to buy Paratopic for a short, about half an hour experience. And if you play it, uh, make sure you let us know. Uh, message us on Sky Pirate Radio on Twitter or questions at skypiratestudios.com if you want to contribute to our discussion. Um, I'm pretty excited about this one. I always like playing the uh, the horror games. I really liked it when we did um, this house has. Oh, it's not called that. What's what was that house game called? Anatomy. Anatomy, that's it. I was about to call it uh, This House Has People In It, which is that Adult Swim short film. Mm, yes. <laughs> that's very different. But, uh, yeah, the horror games, they're a lot of fun. I like getting spooked out. And and it's the perfect time, too, with Halloween coming up. The, th- the thing that I'm interested in it about it is that it apparently has some of the same. Like in the... What are they called? Like... They call, is it Blendo Games? Like, and stuff like 30 Flights of Loving and stuff where they'll have, like... Uh, the cuts? They'll cut, they'll cut you around yeah. and do fun stuff with, like, editing and timing and stuff. That's what... I, I'm interested to see the, the experiments that I, I hear this game does with that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, we're, we're getting a little bit of flavor here. A little bit of flavor of Anatomy and a little bit of the other game we did, Virginia, if you remember that. You know, when we all played Virginia on this show. We've played so many games on this show, Kevin. Jeez. 
I know it's a it's a long and storied history. It's a it's a chronicle is what it is a bloody chronicle of stories that you can you can jump in at any time and weave yourself in. Um, if if you so choose, listener. So thank you for joining us uh, this week uh, for another installment of Sky Pirate Radio. Um, wait, and oh jeez, Kevin, the buses are coming. Wait, up. you see? Oh boy. Yeah, I'm saying. Oh boy. I'm saying a rampant's coming up fast. All right. I don't uh, think we're gonna make it. Uh, Kevin, uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna lean my hand out of the window. Yeah, Hold I'm my hand, it. buddy. <laughs> yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. Here right. we go. Here we go. Here's Three, two, one. Oh! <laughs> Holy shit! I think we knocked over Sid's blocks. Oh no! Sid. Oh, his his fists are bald. Oh, uh, hold on. Oh, okay, maybe, maybe speed up the cars, Kevin. I think he's running for us. <laughs> get out, get out of here, get out run. of here. Oh, you gotta go. Gotta go. <laughs> see you, everybody. See, uh, you, see, see you next time. time.